Hello and welcome to Humanize the Hustle. I'm Alicia Slaughter, and I created this podcast for health-conscious corporate professionals, working parents, and entrepreneurs. Join me and special guests as we talk about the latest in mind-body wellness. Here, we believe that health and happiness is non-negotiable. And just a reminder, this podcast is for the purpose of education only and is not a replacement for medical help. Please seek out the help of a trained professional for help with your specific situation. Okay, now on with the episode. Hello and welcome to Humanize the Hustle. My name is Alicia Slaughter and I'm your host and I'll also be your guest today. So Humanize the Hustle is a podcast that came out of a desire to create a platform where I can connect with and inspire busy, stressed out people who are struggling to make themselves a priority. Many of us live in a constant state of reaction and overwhelming stress. I want to give you permission and some guidance that will help you to take more time for you and bring more human back into your hustle. We weren't meant to sit in front of a computer all day, five days a week. Taking care of yourself should be priority one, and we'll be working on this together. As with most people who have gone on the wellness path, like myself, there was a point where you just got sick of not feeling good and you knew there was a better way. So today I'll be sharing my story with you. Today's episode, I'm calling my why, and I'm going to be splitting it up into three different chapters. So chapter one, we'll call my roots, and I'll be telling you a little bit about my childhood and growing up and what makes me who I am. Chapter two, I like to call the unlearning. We'll be going through my experience raising a family, being a young mom, and reparenting myself all the while learning how to be a parent at the same time and breaking generational trauma and some pretty unhealthy patterns I learned in my childhood. Then we'll move on to chapter three, which I'm going to call my North Star. And we'll be talking about mental health, spirituality, and nutrition and the things that got me to where I am today. Overall, I really just want to stay focused and inspired on my health journey and want to help others do the same. I like to call myself a wellness alchemist. I'm a corporate marketer by day and a yoga teacher and holistic health coach on the side. I'm really passionate about wellness and a lifelong learner of all things health related with a special interest in holistic mental health. I really like to use the wealth of information I've acquired over the last 15 years to help support myself, my family, my clients, and my friends. I focus on food that fuels our bodies, mind-body movement, and I'm always guided by the natural cycles of nature. So getting into it, we will kick things off with chapter one, so my roots. Growing up, I wouldn't say that I had the most nurturing environment. My parents did the best they could, but they had a number of their own issues, which took a bigger role in my life, I would say, than actually being a parent. And my mom was depressed and struggled with depression my whole life and probably her whole life too. And she became an addict and an alcoholic. And that was super challenging. She had a really hard time, you know, even showing up for herself, let alone being there for me. And my father was pretty emotionally dysregulated. Also, I want to be gentle and acknowledge that, you know, everyone is doing the best they can. 
but I knew from a very young age that I couldn't really rely on them because they just had so much going on themselves. So I really grew to become really independent and driven because I really had no one else to rely on except for myself. And as you can imagine, a child relying on themselves can only get you so far, but I did a pretty decent job of it in nature versus nurture, you know, not quite sure which one of those took the lead role there, but because of my upbringing, I did become very independent and I had this drive of wanting to get a job and make money and really be on my own. So I didn't have to rely on my parents for everything. At the same time, growing up in that environment also left me pretty insecure and made me feel like I never quite fit in anywhere. I was really determined as I grew up to become self-sufficient and get out on my own and started working when I was about 12 years old. So I started off washing dishes and pretty much have had a job ever since. I remember I used to walk a couple miles to work on Saturday because I couldn't really rely on my family to drop me off or pick me up reliably to go wash dishes. And actually, I remember when I started to realize how good it felt just to walk and clear my head, I never minded the hour or so that it would take me to get to work because in my body, I just knew that it felt good. And so the movement and the exercise. So I would say, looking back, that was probably my first healthy coping mechanism. Although as I went into my teenage years, I chose other non-healthy ones, but movement has been something that I've been naturally drawn to. And I've always really seen the benefit of it for my mood and my body. So I struggled quite a bit though with self-worth. And as I got 12, 13, 14, I really started to dive into the self-medicating and I participated in a lot of risky behavior you know, drugs, alcohol, that type of thing. I was pretty precocious and outgoing and didn't have a lot of guidance at home one way or the other. They might tell you different. They might tell you I just did what I wanted to. I've always had pretty strong personality. But I remember 12, 13, that's really when I started to notice that I didn't feel really happy or that I fit in anywhere, like I was saying, and I really started to self-medicate all throughout my teenage years. But in high school, I did find exercise. So the walking turned into running and I had a gym membership. So for some reason, I always just felt really drawn to movement. And I started that habit early, which I'm really grateful for. And it helped to keep my head above water. So through my childhood years and into my teenage years, You know, I kind of got off to a shaky start, but in wrapping it up, I, even with the shaky start, I had an unshakable desire to figure out how to be happy. And in spite of not really having a lot of resources or support, I sought out that support and I started doing talk therapy when I was about 15 and it was actually court ordered because I had gotten in trouble, but That was the first time I really started talking about the things that were affecting me and my family and my mom's addiction and how sad that made me and really starting to identify where some of the pain that I was feeling was coming from. So 
like I said, my childhood set me up pretty well with a pretty shaky foundation. But like I said, just this unshakable desire to unlearn and to figure out how to be human in this world and find joy and happiness and success. So I ended up getting through high school. And that was the other thing I forgot to mention was that even through high school, there was something that kept me going to school. And I did pretty well in school and completed high school and then went on to college. I ended up meeting my husband when I was 17. And when I met my husband, I was 17. That was another kind of gift from the universe because at that time when I met him, I was pretty wild and he was not. And it was just what I needed to help pull me out of a pretty self-destructive mode and give me somebody that loved me and cared about me and somebody that I could be with that wasn't within those circles. So I ended up going to college and the year that I graduated college, I got married, got pregnant and started my first job out of college. There was a lot going on. I was 25 by the time all of those things had happened. So I was a young mom working full time, brand new wife. And there wasn't a lot of time in between me being a teenager and then growing into a young adult where I had much time to kind of work on myself. So my healing has always been rather slow, but I never lost sight of it. And it's always been something that I have looked into and researched and paid attention to and just really strove for how can I make sure to support myself even with the little time that I had with everything that was going on. So good or bad, you take what you learn in childhood into adulthood. And as you have children young, you take what you learned into childhood into being a parent. And even though I was really aware of the ways that I wanted to be different from the way that my parents were, it's hard when you didn't have that modeled for you and you weren't able to practice at all. So I became a mom young, but being a mom was something that I had looked forward to and desired since I can remember, you know, as young as my earliest memories I can possibly remember. I've always, always wanted to be a mom. So that brings us into chapter two, which I'll call the unlearning. And being a mom has been the catalyst for more change in my life than absolutely anything else I can think of. I really knew I didn't want things to be like they were for me. I didn't want my kids and my family to be like it was growing up for me, but there was so much healing and unlearning that I probably should have done before I had kids, but it just didn't end up happening that way. And being a young mom who worked full time was really, really challenging for me. And I continued to struggle with depression and I had a, just a ton of unmanageable stress. And learning how to deal with stress effectively and having that modeled for you while growing up is I'm coming to realize like so, so super important for your children. And I really lacked a village and support. So having my mom and dad really spending most of their energy dealing with their own stuff, they helped how they could and when they could. But I really felt alone most of the time. And of course, my husband did what he could do, but he was also working full time. He also ended up having 
a back injury and had to have a couple back surgeries when my kids were little and that added some more stress. But I also think that there's a lot of pressure that gets put on moms that goes unrecognized sometimes. So even if a mom works full time, they're still managing a lot of the household stuff. And because I had grown up and was so independent and was so used to doing everything myself, it was really hard for me to even let somebody else in there to help me or to ask for help. I'm still bad at that, to be honest with you. And when I had my children, we were actually living on the same property when my kids were little and we just were first married. We were living on the same property, which is this beautiful property with redwood trees and space to run and fresh air and just a beautiful place to live, which probably kept me there longer than I should have been, but was also where my mom and my dad lived. And so it had me living in close proximity to my parents it was just an additional source of stress because my mom was still very active in her addiction and in and out of treatment. And I was just constantly waiting for a phone call that something was wrong with her. If I couldn't get a hold of her, you know, walking over to her house, her house is walking distance from my house. There was always this fear that I was going to walk to her house and find her dead. It was constant. And it wasn't just when I had kids, it had pretty much been going on my whole life. And it was very, very challenging. And they say that you can't heal in the same environment that harmed you or that you were broken in. And so my healing process was just really, really slow. But showing up well for my children and trying to unlearn and undo the things that had been established in me from being younger really kept me going and kept me driving and trying to figure out how to help myself feel better and just show it better for my children. And I also had just watched my mom's journey and because of her struggles and her addiction, abusing pills and alcohol, and just her not making any progress with her depression and her approach of going the Western medical approach, I really looked towards more natural remedies. And I remember, you know, I always continued to go to talk therapy and create that space for myself to continue to check in and make sure that I was doing the healing and growing that I needed to do. I remember I found one therapist that was also a medical doctor and she prescribed me some omega-3s and some magnesium and some other supplements. And I started digging into the other causes of why you cannot feel good. And I really started to learn that you're not going to find all of your answers in the bottom of a prescription bottle. And I was watched my mom struggle for so long, taking pill after pill and getting prescription after prescription and just not making any progress. And I know, you know, it takes a lot of work beyond just taking a pill, which is, are the things that I really like to lean into and that I have focused on throughout all of my healing, which is getting enough sleep, sunlight, making sure you're drinking enough water. I started getting into yoga when my daughters were younger and really finding ways to calm my nervous system and connect to my breath. I was going to yoga and I was trying all these different things just to keep my head above water, really. And I got really, really into yoga and I got really into 
holistic health and holistic healing. So in 2016, that was the year I deemed it my year of yes. So I decided to sign up for a yoga teacher training and I decided to sign up for a holistic health and nutrition course so that I could be certified to not only learn for myself and my family, but then also to be able to share that with other people and help them feel better. And my children were getting older. And so I just decided that this was the year I get to follow my passion and maybe I could turn it into a coaching business or I could teach yoga. I mean, I know I wanted to do something with it. I've always really been called to share and teach. And so I kicked everything off that year in 2016 and, you know, was really, this is going to be my year. This is going to be the year. It's all about me. And a couple months later, my mom overdosed and passed away. And like I said before, I felt like I had been waiting for that moment for most of my life. I mean, that was about six years ago now, and I'm still processing it because there's so much to grieve when someone passes away and I grieved things, you know, obviously I grieved her, her passing. I grieved that she wouldn't be in my life anymore. I grieved the life she could have had. I grieved the mom I could have had. I grieved the grandma my kids could have had. There's a lot to unpack, but I felt like it helped to kick off a whole nother level of healing for me. And I would do anything to have my mom back. But as things were going with her, I just don't know that I could have continued on my healing in the way that I have been if things were going to stay the same with her. So they do say everything kind of happens for a reason. And it was so painful to watch her struggle that her passing created space in my life for me to work on things I really needed to work on. And essentially, I became my first client and case study. So as I went through that schooling and I was processing grief, I kept up with my studies. I learned what it takes to support your body, how to eat healthy. I continued to practice yoga. I continued to meditate. And because I was in school, it was really kind of forced upon me because I wanted to complete and stick with the commitment I'd made to myself at the beginning of the year. So I graduated. It took me a little bit longer because also after my mom passed away, my life kind of blew up at that point, to be honest with you. We moved out of the family compound that we were living in, and we lived in four different houses in a matter of a year and a half. Everything just kind of crumbled, it felt like. But again, things have to crumble so that something new can come into your life. I truly believe that. And sometimes things don't make sense until many, many years later. But my mom's passing was the catalyst for so much change in my life. And a lot of that change didn't really make sense until recently. And my family and I were finally, after all the transition and everything, we were finally able to buy a house. And I never thought we'd be able to buy a house in the town that we live in And we're really settled in this beautiful place where I have my own space. I have healthy boundaries. I can protect my energy. And it's really something that I have wanted my whole entire life. And it took everything completely crumbling to the ground 
for there to be space in my life for it. So after I graduated from my, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, so I'll go back now. But after I graduated, I continued to work full time, continued obviously to be there for my kids and show up for them. And I also tried to kind of kick off the side business, side hustle of yoga and nutrition. So while I was working full time corporate marketing on the side, I was taking clients and I was teaching yoga. And there was a part of me that thought, oh, maybe I could do the nutrition and yoga the same time I was working. And if it's going to take off, it's going to take off. But some people can do it and pull it off. But that ended up being a lot for me. And then the pandemic happened. And as with many people, that just changed everything. So I was trying to balance both working full time and being a mom and trying to get the side passion going. And it just became too much. So I've taken the past year off from really actively trying to promote my business. And I just focused on my family. My family really needed my full attention. I felt like I was being spread too thin. And I just took a pause from it just to see how I would feel after a year. But this desire to reach people and to share this message and to encourage people and to help people feel not so alone hasn't left me. And using food as medicine, helping people understand that treating, whether it's mental health or physical health, spiritual health, it's always holistic. It's not going to be just one thing that you do. And so taking all of this knowledge that I have and sharing it with people is still very much inside of me. And I would say that it also kind of helps to give the pain that I've gone through and the things that I've gone through in my life a purpose. So moving on to chapter three, my North Star. One of my favorite quotes, and it's actually part of a a bigger quote, is by a woman named Bessie Stanley. Sometimes it gets attributed to Ralph Walter Emerson, but that's not true. It's actually Bessie Stanley. And she says, to know even one life has breathed easier because you have lived, that is to have succeeded. And I remember this quote came to me I think when I was a teenager and it has just stuck with me and it has been something in my heart that I really want to hold space for people and to help people feel seen and heard and supported. And so that kind of leads into this chapter of my North Star and this passion that I have for health and wellness and sharing my story and sharing wellness with people. It's really written in the stars. and. I've gone to an astrologist a couple of times and I've had my chart read (laughs) and my North star. So in astrology, you have a North star and a South node, I believe it is. I'm not an astrology expert, but I do really love it and I'm learning. So your North star is your destiny. It is the one thing in life that if you can follow your North star, that is going to bring you the most joy and the most happiness and contentment. And it's really your life's calling. So when I have my astrology chart read and we look into my North Star, it is all about health and wellness and teaching and sharing and holding space for people. And I really believe that through that, that my life's work is to help people find their way to health and happiness and to hold space for them to help them deepen their connection to source and spirit. 
And I believe that because of the lessons I've lived in my life, that does help make me very compassionate and understanding. I've lived a pretty wild life and I don't think that anybody could really say anything to me that I would judge them for or that would shock me. And my healing process has been so super slow and I've searched and I've searched and I've searched. And if I can help hold space for someone and help guide them on a path to help expedite their health and feel supported in their healing, even one person, that means everything to me. And I would say this idea of holding space is really important because I don't have all the answers, but if you are able to hold space for somebody and ask the right questions and guide them, you can help them find the answers that are already within them. And I think that most of us have the answers within us for whatever it is that we're asking the question about. And sometimes we just need that person in our lives to hold space with someone that you know is non-judgmental and you know is really there as their advocate. And so, you know, that gets me to the last chapter and to present day here of really where my passion is, what I'm trying to do. And since I do work full time and I don't have a lot of time to take on clients or promote my business, I'm really looking forward to having this podcast as a platform where I can share things with you all that I hope help you on your journey and bring on people that inspire me with ideas and expertise and guidance that we can all consider and see if it fits into our lives. You know, we're always learning and growing. And on this podcast, I really look forward to learning and growing with all of you. And there are so many inspiring people with interesting stories to tell and lessons to teach us. And I just cannot wait to help bring those stories and lessons to you. So thank you as always for being here with me. And I can't wait to go on this journey with you. We'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to Humanize the Hustle podcast. If you would like to get in touch with the show, email me at myalchemylife at gml.com or follow me on Instagram at wellnesswithalicia. And if you like the show, please share it with someone you love and make sure and give us a five-star review. Talk to you next time. And remember, health and happiness is non-negotiable.